0: Continuing our series in, uh, we're calling it the the One Another series, uh, as we look at passages uh, in the scripture that say how we are to treat one another. We gave the overarching theme of we're to love one another, and then we did a few weeks on humbly serving one another. And we're now in this time of exhorting, building one another, encouraging uh, one another. And we find that very clearly here in in verse 9. Sorry, verse 11, uh, therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Uh, I, I think we don't really need to be reminded of the reasons this is important uh, as we look around and are regularly discouraged. We, we look at uh, things that are happening and things that are said uh, and we 're often discouraged, uh, but I hope that, as we dive into this, encourage one another, build one another up, that we ultimately find a little bit of challenge and uh, also uh, a, a good bit of encouragement ourselves. And I, I know that uh, i 'm a person who needs this. I, a book that was really popular about twenty years ago, twenty five years ago was a book called the Five love languages um, and uh, I haven't thought about it a ton uh, recently, but if I had to guess, I would guess that my love language, so this is, the, the book says that each person has a primary way in which they both give and receive love, and, and that my primary love language is probably words of encouragement. It's, I've thought differently over time, but that's what I think might be the case. And so I, uh, I, I sense that in part because when there's criticism, uh, it It's something that uh, as a as a self-admitted people pleaser that uh, tries to recognize that and deal with that, that it's, it's difficult. And to, to see criticism. Now, hopefully in individual relationship, I've received criticism and can react well and, uh, and grow through that. But I think about some of my friends and the way that I react to some of my friends who are more public online. And I've had a few different situations where I've observed like significant blowback to either something they've said or done or just something they believe or something they preached or whatever it might be. And, and there are a few moments where I uh, remember sitting and, and watching some of the responses and having a, a physical response of anxiety. And this is happening to somebody else, right? It's happening to a friend. I, uh, it's one of the reasons that uh, that's just not the place for me to operate in any kind of serious way is in social media uh, because those words of discouragement, uh, I feel them for somebody else, and so I can't imagine them for myself. And that kind of thing is just growing more and more. And it's, it's a fairly normal thing uh, for our kids growing up with social media, um, which, which I didn't do. Many of us did, didn't do, didn't grow up with that. Uh, there is discouragement all around. And all the more in this time of division and discord and discouragement, we need a reminder that we as the people of God, and this language is, is speaking to the way that we treat one another. We'll see it in a moment that that also affects the way we treat others but uh, who aren't followers of Jesus. But the way that we treat each other matters deeply, and we need this word in a powerful way that we would encourage one another and build one another up. Three pretty simple points. Encourage, build up, be encouraged and built up. So encourage, build up, and then be encouraged and built up. The uh, first is encouraged. Before we take a look, let me me pray. Lord, we ask for you to work in the preaching of your word. Let them be your words. Let my words be... Forgotten and your words be remembered in a way that we are both challenged but ultimately encouraged. We pray these things in Jesus' name, Amen. So, two, two different commands here. I think they obviously fit together, uh, they, they need one another, but encourage and build one another up. Encourage one another, build one another up. Uh, the first is encourage, and when we hear that, there are particular things that, that come to mind. Pretty simple. Like, speak words of encouragement to one another. Talk about things that are encouraging to other people. It's a little bit of the, the be nice. You know, we see a, a lot of encouragement for this of pay it forward or random acts of kindness. And and those encouragements are right and good. Those challenges, those, those suggestions that we do that for one another are, are actually uh, necessary. That we would... Think about the way that we interact with our family members, with our classmates, with our coworkers. That we would think, how am I living in a way that might encourage them? How do I speak with them in a way that would be encouraging to them? Because there's a recognition that this challenge comes because we're tempted to do the opposite. So that James, when he talks about this in James chapter 5, verse 9, he says... Don't grumble against one another. Don't grumble against one another. And and he says in chapter 4, he says, don't speak evil against one another. Because he recognizes that this is is a a pretty regular tendency that we have. Again, just to to think about the way that social media amplifies this because we can work in, in some level of distance or sometimes even anonymity that our... Our natural, sometimes sin, very sinful inclinations to speak poorly of somebody else—they they come out too easily. But there's this recognition that we need a reminder: no, 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 no. We should speak words of encouragement to one another. We should speak things that don't tear down, that don't grumble against one another. And and and, and we know—I've I've pastored long enough, and been in relationship with people long enough that I know the natural inclination to to go there, just in regular, sometimes even boring ways. Before I was here, we were living with family and looking for what was next, and I had a job uh, for over a year, just working super generic, really boring office job. And it was fascinating that when all the folks would get together, whether it be lunch or some other time, that just the natural thing to do was to complain about either Systems in place, or the boss, or other co workers, and uh, and I understood it because th- things weren't as the way they were supposed to be. There were problems, right? Like everywhere we go, uh, there are problems, uh, because we interact with people and we're problems. I mean, that's the, that, that's the reality of, of who we are, that's why we confess our sin because we don't have all of our uh lives together perfectly. We, we are problems ourselves, right? And so, when we gather with others, there are going to be things to complain about. And yet there's a challenge to not start there, to actually start with encouraging one another and building one another up. And again, we need this more than ever. I think this is why uh, the TV show, which I, I cannot wholeheartedly recommend because it's full of, unfortunately, a lot of inappropriate stuff, but Ted Lasso, which uh, I know folks have, many have seen. And it, it, was, it was overwhelmingly loved because, for this reason, because Ted Lasso, who is this... Uh, Division Two American football coach is hired as a Premier League football, that's soccer for us, uh, coach in England. And uh, it's this, you know, funny scenario. But he is relentlessly optimistic and encouraging even when the people that he's interacting with uh, don't, don't seem like they have anything, any words of encouragement that should be spoken to them. Like, he, he interacts with some people who are... are Acting terribly, and yet he is encouraging. And, and his encouragement is uh, infectious, both for the other characters in the show, but also for those of us watching it. Like, we, we want that. It has these positive impacts on the viewer of the show uh, and the characters in the show. And, uh, and so it, it was in the midst of 2020, this show that really people love because of uh, the way in which he was optimistic and encouraging. And there's a little bit of a, of, a, of a challenge, of a reminder that we, we need that. And, and oh Lord, would, would the church be the place where we experience that in a countercultural way, in a surprising way? Because let's admit that that's not always the case in the church and many of us have had experience in churches where that's the exact opposite of what we've experienced. So let's be reminded, encouraged, to, to speak words of encouragement to one another. What would it look like to do that? One is to, to recognize we have to step away from this idea that there's value in uh, authenticity. There is value in authenticity, but there's value in authenticity in such a way that it just uh, allows us to speak our truth. We're just being honest and authentic. And, and, and that's something that we see a, a lot. And we see it in politics. We see it uh, just in culture in general. I'm just, I'm being, I'm just being honest. And in and, and light of that, people are just being jerks. And uh, the, the truth is that the Bible calls us to self-control because um, our words are powerful in ways that can destroy our, our, our tongues. James says in chapter three, uh, he gives this picture of how powerful they are, how powerful are the words that we say. We, we know this idea of sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me is ridiculous. Words can be incredibly painful. And James describes the power of our tongue, the power of the words that we say as a a rudder, a small rudder that gives direction to the whole massive ship. Or the bridle that's put in the mouth of a very large horse, very small bridle guides the whole horse. Or it's a small fire that can burn up whole forests. Our words are powerful. And we need to be thoughtful about those things. And we need to recognize that if what's true, if it's true what what we confess, that we need to confess every week, that we have sin in us, that that our just being honest is often comes from a a, a sinful, broken, hateful even place at times, that we need to be self-controlled about that and not just jump into that just to be real. We, We need to to think about the things that we say. And then maybe we think about, okay, what are the ways that I can actually be encouraging? It, it sometimes it can just be really simple. Complimenting somebody on their, uh, their sh- new shirt or haircut or shoes. I got uh, compliments this morning on my new shoes. It was encouraging. I enjoyed it, right? Um, got new shoes. Um, but... It, it might be, you know, I saw the way that you interacted with that other person, and I, I want you to know that that was encouraging to me. You know, a little bit of, your encouragement encouraged me. Or uh, we say, the, the, the way that you spoke about this was was really wise, and that helped me. Uh, sp- saying those kind of things, often what I find is that um, I, I think those things, this, this happens with my wife a lot, I think things uh, that would be encouraging, and... Uh, I either think that I said them out loud or I just don't get around to it. Uh, It's really encouraging to say those things out loud. And that that applies not just in marriage. That's in all of our relationships, right? What what would it look like to be intentional to speak words of encouragement or to to do things that would be encouraging? Bring somebody a a coffee or, uh, you know, we've talked about humble service before that when there's something, when there's, Dirty dish that wasn't one that I dirtied up, that we would clean it for somebody else. There are all kinds of little things and little ways in which we could be uh, encouraging, actively looking, in fact, for opportunities to encourage one another. Even if there might be times where it feels uh, a bit cheesy, that's okay. I think uh, we we just don't do enough of that, right? So those are the things that come to mind when we hear the English word encourage. Encourage. I think this idea of build one another up goes a little bit deeper, which I think is certainly at play in this whole passage. It, it's, it, it, is, it goes beyond just pay it forward. It goes beyond just be nice. It, it goes beyond the can't we all just uh, get along because the Bible again and again and again recognizes that there's some deep problems in the world. And the context of this particular passage is uh, chapter five, verses one. Following is about the return of Jesus, the day of the Lord, the day of judgment and justice. And we've talked at Fountain Square Press a good bit about the fact that, that, that is ultimately it's about justice and it's something that we, sh- that we ultimately long for. We long for justice to come and for things to be made right in this world. And Paul here, as he, even as he notes that that day might come like a thief in the night— He's giving them encouragement and hope in the things that he says. We'll see that in a moment. But there's recognition that something real and deep is happening here. So that building up, it's more than just saying nice things and speaking words of encouragement. There, there will be times when we should speak words of encouragement. And this takes wisdom to, while overlooking that there are real problems. Uh, that, are, that are happening in the midst of relationship. Order. We still speak those words of encouragement. But there are times as well where we need to dive into the things that are, are issues. That We're, we're not, um, as Paul says in verse 3, there are people saying there is peace and security and then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. This idea that there are those that say, oh, everything's fine. Everything is awesome. That's what I thought about uh, here is the song from the Lego movie, Everything is Awesome. And that was, in fact, the only words that I could remember uh, from the song. Everything is awesome. But there, there are more. I'll, I'll, I'll read a few. Um, everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Um, I just heard the news. Everyone's talking. Life is good because everything's awesome. Lost my job. and new opportunity. More free time for my awesome community. I feel more awesome than an awesome possum put my body in chocolate frosting. Three years later, I shot the frosting smelling like a possum. Everything is awesome. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't even know what's happening. But the, the point is continually in that song is that everything is awesome, even if it's not as, as it's not even when it's not. That was the problem that Emmett. His last name was Burkowski. I didn't, I didn't remember that. Um, Brick. anyway, Brickowski. (laughs) um, He was saying continually everything is awesome, but it wasn't. There was a problem, and he actually had to address that problem. So building one another up sometimes means addressing issues because the very idea of building one another up is saying we're actually building toward something. And the Bible regularly talks about the fact that we're being built up into Christ. We use the word the Bible uses the word sanctification, that is to more and more put away sin, that are the, the, the ways in which we live that are not how we are lived because of the way we were created, and to live more and more like Christ, and to live into the to the way that God wants us to for our flourishing, for things to be as they should be. That that's what we're to be built up into, and sometimes that requires challenge. That's not always fun, but in the midst of relationship and wisdom, those things can actually build us up and and help us. Just this weekend, I had somebody uh, bring justified criticism to me. And hopefully I'm able to see that, recognize where I made a mistake and address that and then be built up in a way that I don't make that mistake again. Again, not always fun but it's, it's for my benefit and for others as well that we would build one another up, that we would recognize that there are, are things at play that, that matter deeply, and they are beyond just being nice, so that the end is coming. There's, there's eternal matters at stake here. So that he says that God has delivered us from wrath to obtain the salvation through our Lord Jesus, who died for us, So that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. What's he saying here? What is this idea of being awake or asleep? Again, he's talking about the day of judgment. He's talking about the, the, the day when Jesus returns, that day where he brings justice, where he makes things right. And he says to the people uh, who are part of the church, who are followers of Jesus, he says, it doesn't matter. Awake or asleep is if, if you have died before Jesus returns or you're alive when he returns, that you will live with him. That there's, there's something beyond the grave. We celebrate every Easter, and we talk about all through the year that Jesus rose from the dead. That there are implications of eternal life here. There, there are implications beyond what we can even really imagine. And he is giving hope. He's saying that you have hope. You have the hope of salvation, verse 8. And to build one another up is to live in light of that truth to live in light of what is really real. So Emmett in the Lego movie had to step into the fact that there was something wrong and it had to be addressed. He couldn't just say everything is awesome. He had to, to step into that. And we need to be able to do the same thing, to sit in the reality of that world, to step into what is true. In verse 8, we, the first verse that was read, but since we belong to the day, We belong to the day. It's this language that Paul's been using for the previous seven verses about light and darkness. Light being that which reveals what is really real and really true. And we have to live in light of that. So building one another up is reminding each other of that truth and bringing encouragement in the midst of that. So then we ask the question, well, how do we do this? What does it look like to look like? What are specifics of the way we can build one another up? Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. That is, he's talking about the freedom that we have in Christ. There's a lot of freedom, and freedom is a big word for us in America and uh, in just Western culture, and particularly, like we have the freedom to do whatever we want to do, however we feel, that that's our, our guiding principle. Uh, Direction is how we feel about things. Um, and he's saying things might be lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. We're going back to the previous few weeks that we're called to serve one another, to be humble with one another. That that's the way that we build one another up. That's actually how we're able to step into acts of encouragement. Even though we might have freedom to do other things, there is a call to, to sacrifice and serve one another. And there are a few different ways that we might do that. Specifics, Acts chapter 20, verse 32, we see that the Word of God's very purpose is to build one another up, that we use the Word. It's why uh, here at our church, all the sermons are based on the word. They're not just topics that feel fun or good or happen to pop into my head. We're looking at the word of God. And, and that it's, it's in our songs. It's in our confessions. That it's the very thing that drives everything that we do and everything that we're about. Everything is founded upon the word of God because it's the thing that builds us up. We, have, we had a whole sermon series on the word and uh, its connection to who God is and his very being. And, but it's the thing that builds us up. We also see Hebrews 10, chapter, chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, encourages us to not give up meeting together, uh, but to, to regularly meet together and to encourage one another. And it says the same thing that's going on in 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, and all the more as the day approaches, that day of justice approaches, that we gather together. There's something uh, important about gathering to worship together, that it builds us up, that it shapes us. It's not just an opportunity for us to experience emotions or to uh, give back to the Lord. It, It is a time to be shaped by the Lord, to be built up by him and by those that we gather with. It's why we think community groups are important, that we would gather in that sense, to build one another up, to be in relationship, challenging and encouraging one another. And this is not only, as I mentioned before, not only for us, it's that we would want to see all of those blessed with the truth, that hope of salvation that is offered, that Paul is saying, this is true for you, this hope of salvation. So that Paul says, after he's talked about the freedom that he has, all things are lawful for me, but not all things build up. He goes on in verse 31 of 1 Corinthians 10 to say that whatever you do, so you got this freedom, but whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Give no offense to these two different big categories, the Jews or the Greeks or the Church of God, just as I try to please everyone and everything. So he's, he's trying to care for and think for everyone, not seeking my own advantage, but that many, that of many, they may be saved. He said the way that we treat others, the way that we care for them, the way that we seek to encourage and build up is is ultimately towards salvation. We want people to experience the hope of salvation that he promises here in chapter five of 1 Thessalonians. This is where the hope is. Because what really matters is what God has done for us, not what we're able to do. Here's, here's a, a hope, the, the encouragement. I hope there's some challenge that you feel in the way that you step forward in encouraging or building others up. But it can be overwhelming. It's not just a all right, get it together, go encourage, be encouraging, do it, build each other up. There's this hope that's offered by Paul, and it's offered in all of Scripture. It's that hope of salvation. This is what we have: the helmet, the hope of salvation. He's the one who's done this work. For God is not destined for wrath, God's the one doing this work, right? But to obtain the salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who died for us so that whether we're awake or asleep, we might live with him. He's the one who did the work. He's the one who died. This is the greatest encouragement that we can have as we partake of the Lord's Supper uh, every week. It's a yeah, you, you've messed up. You haven't been as encouraging as you should be. You haven't built up as you should be, as you should. But here's the hope. There is forgiveness your failure and there is strength to walk in it anew to actually step into these things well this is the hope of salvation that Christ Jesus has done it that he has done the work for us that he is the great encourager so that even in the midst of this the day of justice is coming where God makes all things right Paul is saying there's hope for you because of what Christ has done rest in that hope and then then then, because of that hope that we have, that encouragement that we have from Jesus and the, the ways in which we've been built up by the gospel ourselves can't help but overflow into our encouragement of others and our building others up. I and mean, this is true when we've really been encouraged. We want to tell somebody else about it, right? I can't count the number of people that have said, oh, man, did you watch Ted Lasso? It was so encouraging to me, right? It was infectious, his optimism and encouragement. And, and then you've had... Moments in your lives where somebody did something really encouraging for you. Wanted to go tell somebody else about it and bring them encouragement. That this encouragement from the Lord is motivation for our whole lives. It's the foundation of how we move forward into all of life. And it does empower us that we might in this incredibly discouraging time for lots of reasons, might actually be able to be in relationship with one another that we can encourage one another and build one another up. Let me pray.